Hello everyone, and welcome to Full Inventory. My name is Jay Walsh, and I'll be the uh, host of this podcast. So in this podcast, it's pretty much just going to be about all things video games. Uh, I'll be reviewing games and trying to give as unbiased a review as possible. So I'll be looking at gameplay, story, graphics, replayability, controls, music, and all that good stuff. Um, so no matter how much I love the game, I'll try and make it as unbiased as possible. I'll also be talking about any game news, big game news, big game releases, what's coming out, what has come out, things like that. Uh, maybe in the future I'll be doing some interviews with indie developers or, you know, I'm completely open to ideas. So if you have any ideas, games you want me to play, games you want me to review... Uh, if you think I said something wrong, if you want to argue or anything, email me at fullinventorypodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet me at finventorycast. So with that out of the way, let's get right to it. Today I'm going to be talking about the game that's on everybody's mind, Final Fantasy XV. So the other day they had a big Final Fantasy XV announcement where they revealed a bunch of new things about it. Uh, a lot of the stuff I wasn't really expecting. So in no particular order, I'm just going to go through some of the stuff they talked about. The first thing I want to talk about is Brotherhood. Now, Brotherhood is a five-episode anime series that's appearing on YouTube. Uh, it's pretty much about how Prince Noctis and his three comrades met up, and uh, it's pretty much just going to set the stage for Final Fantasy XV, so we know where we're at when we get into it. All those episodes can be streamed for free uh, before the final game comes out at youtube.com slash Final Fantasy XV. There's only one episode out right now, episode one before the storm. The rest, like I said, will come out before the final game comes out. They're being shown in Japanese with English subtitles. I'm not going to give too much away about it, but I watched the first episode and from what I've seen... I'm very excited about the other four episodes. The art style was very well done, and each character I felt really nailed the personality that I saw in the demos. So the next thing I want to talk about, and probably my favorite thing from this announcement, is Kingsglaive. Kingsglaive is going to be a full cinematic movie, almost like Advent Children. The general idea of Kingsglaive is going to be the war between Kingdom of Lucius and the Empire of Niflheim. And the King's Glaive is the King's elite squadron of soldiers that must protect the kingdom. Um, this is pretty much just going to be a prequel to 15 and lead up to where we are in the story. And this movie has a pretty all-star cast. It's going to star Aaron Paul, which you know is Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. He's going to be the main protagonist, Nix Ulrich. It's also got Sean Bean as King Regis, Nox's father. And Lena Headey, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, she's Cersei from Game of Thrones. She's going to be Luna Freya Nox Floret, Nox's friend and his betrothed. Now, there's no official release date yet, but they did say it will be available to stream and download before Final Fantasy XV's release, and that's going to be in September 30th. And moving right along, we have Justice Monsters 5. I don't have too much information about this one, but pretty much it's a mobile game that they're releasing. And it's a pinball game with role-playing elements. So from what I saw from the trailer, you fight monsters and bosses by shooting the ball up. And you can use attacks and spells somehow. I'm not really sure how that works out. Um, it is a mobile game, so whether or not there will be microtransactions, I'm not sure. 
I'm leaning more on the no microtransaction side because it is said that you can play this game inside of Final Fantasy XV. So if they have it inside of Final Fantasy XV, I don't think they'll make you pay for anything on the phone. Hopefully, let's cross our fingers. This will be coming to iOS and Android later this year as well. And now, finally, let's talk about the full game. So we finally got a release date. It's coming September 30th, 2016, which is not too far off, luckily. They also announced a bunch of deluxe, collector's editions, all that sort of stuff. And I'm going to go over each one, just price, what's in them, all that good stuff. So let's just start off from the bottom and work our way up. Uh, first things first, if you pre-order any of these on squareenix.com, you get a Final Fantasy XV postcard set. So you can send all your loved ones and your friends postcards while you're busy stuck in the house playing Final Fantasy XV. Now the lowest edition is the Day 1 edition. This is pretty much just your standard pre-order. $60 and it gets you a in-game weapon, the Masamuni. Moving up from there is the Deluxe, which is $90. This will also get you the Masamuni, but it also gets you the Royal Outfit and the Platinum Leviathan car coloring. And it also comes with Kingsglaive on DVD and a steel bookcase, which holds the Kingsglaive DVD and the Final Fantasy XV game as well. And last but certainly not least is the Ultimate Edition. The Ultimate Edition was $270, and I say was because they're all sold out. Now there is an online waiting list that you can sign up on on Square Enix's online store, so if you are interested, go head over there and sign up as soon as you can. Whether or not any slots will open up is anyone's guess, really. So this awesome edition comes with everything from the Day 1 edition, which is the Masamuni weapon, Everything from the Deluxe Edition, which is a Royal Outfit, the Platinum Leviathan car coloring, and the King's on DVD. It also comes with a hardcover 192-page art book, Brotherhood on DVD with a special soundtrack and its own sealed book case, uh, the Kai Noctis Play Art statue, which if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Most likely the reason for the $270 price tag, but you know... If you want it, go get it. And finally, it's got some in-game item packs. I'm not really sure what comes in them, but from what it said, there's a travel pack, a camera kit, angler set, and a gourmet set. What it looks like is different items related to travel, the camera, fishing, and cooking. What they are exactly, I'm not sure, but I guess we'll find out. And finally, I'm going to talk about the Platinum demo. If you haven't played the Platinum demo yet, go download it right now on the Xbox or the PlayStation Store. It's free to download. It's really cool. It's not a demo like you saw in the last one. It's more, I would say, a mechanic showcase. So I'm pretty much just going to go through the demo, talking about uh, what you can expect, different things I saw in the demo, my thoughts on them. So if you want to play the demo and don't want to know anything about it yet, before you play it, pause right here, skip it, and uh, come back. In this demo, it takes place in a dream world, actually. You wake up, uh, you're actually young Noctis, so when he was a kid, and you meet this little fox creature. I think it had a name, but I don't remember what they're called. Anyway, there's crystals throughout the entire demo, and the first thing I want to say is get them. 
because they unlock other features in the demo. So pretty much what you want to go for is 100, which will unlock silver plates, and 250, which will unlock gold. I got 250 by the end of part two, and there's four parts in this demo. So it's not really too hard, but definitely you don't want to skip them. So the whole point of this demo, like I said, is just to showcase mechanics. So you start out in the outside world, similar to what you saw in the first demo. Some of the things I notice is the fur on the little fox and the hair on Noctis looked a little weird, but you know, it's understandable. Hair and fur is pretty much some of the hardest stuff in graphics. So maybe we're not quite there yet, but you know, little nitpicky other than that everything was beautiful when you first start off there's not really much you can do all you can really do is jump and roll around the jumping seemed a little heavy or clunky and the camera on your character seemed a little off to me somehow maybe it was too close to your character i don't really know uh it did seem to get a little better in the second part of the demo when you got into a bigger area so maybe that's just how it is when you're in small areas. Now the big aspect of this demo is you'll find these various plates on the ground. Uh, there's, like I said before, the bronze, silver, and gold, which is what you need the crystals for. Um, so when you step on these plates, things in the game change around you. So the first plate you notice is a time plate, which displays the passing of time in your area. So it'll start off day, you step on the plate, it'll go to evening. You step on the plate again, it'll forward up to night. Step on the plate again, it'll go to early morning, and then back to day. This pretty much just shows you your environment at different times of the day to see what, see what it looks like. And the next plate that you run into is the weather plate. This will change it from uh, clear skies to overcast and then to rainy. The raining looked really nice. Your body gets wet, your clothes get soaked, the raindrops falling in puddles and stuff looked really good. And so after that, uh, the mechanic plates aren't really the only thing that you'll find. You'll also find gift plates, uh, which gets you different items that you can try out. And then there's also some mystery plates, which will do something in the world. So the first mystery plate that I landed on it looked like Leviathan, that's what it seemed like, came out of the ground, flew over the sky, and then crashed into a lake nearby. And the scale of him was huge. That's another thing. When you first start the demo, you come out of a cave, and there's a large, almost, if you think of the Colossal Titan from Attack on Titan, that's what he looked like. He peeked into the cave, and he was massive, but he disappears, so you don't really see much of him. And if you continue on, that's when you get your first weapons to try out. So the first things you get are actually a toy sword and a squeaky hammer. Now, just first opinions on the weapons, they're definitely varied. So your toy sword is your fast combo maker. It's going to be weaker than the hammer, but the hammer is stronger, it's slower, but it staggers the enemies. And it's also a good combo finisher or opener. So what I would do usually is maybe... Start with a hammer swing to stagger the enemy and then switch over to my sword to finish them off. Now I thought the weapon changing was very smooth. You map each weapon or item. You can map items and spells as well. You map them to the four D-pads and mid-combo you can just switch over. So I could 
hit him twice with a sword, switch over to my hammer, and then switch back to my sword again to finish him off. Now, like I said before, there's about four parts in this demo, so at the end of each part, you'll jump through a little portal, so that'll bring you to the next part. And in the second part, you're, you start off very miniaturized in a, in a house, almost like Alice in Wonderland. And in this part two is where you actually get your first chance at using projectiles or I guess, you know, spells work the same way. So the first thing you get is fireworks. Um, you hold B to target an area and then you throw the item and it'll do whatever it does. So the fireworks, the smoke and the firework effect from that looked really nice. And I'm excited to see some of the uh, full spells in the full game. The other big aspect of part two is there's some car plates. So you can try out some of the different cars. You know, there was only two that I noticed. There was a pickup truck, which was slow, it was a little clunky. Um, and then there was also a, a buggy, like a beetle, that was very fast, easy to turn. So I don't I don't know how this is gonna affect the full game. You know, we always see Noctis driving around his dad's car in the demos and the trailers. I don't know if we'll be able to try out different cars or, you know, what that's going to do. The one weird thing about the cars is there is, you can reverse, but to reverse, you have to come to a full stop first and then let go of the button and then press it again, which I thought was a little awkward. You know, I I don't know how this is going to play into the full game. Are we going to be driving away from giant monsters and need to reverse real quick? Because if so... Having to stop completely and then let go of the button to press it again seems a little, you know, a little awkward. I'd rather just, if I'm going, press left trigger, stop, and then reverse automatically. I think that would be a little better. So whether or not they're going to keep that or switch that, we'll find out. And in here you fight a bunch of enemies as well. You fight a bunch of goblins and you also fight some of those hound creatures that you saw in the demo. Uh, the other thing I noticed is there were blocks, you know, like building blocks all around. And you could knock them over with the car by running into them. So I don't know if this is just showing, you know, physics. Probably, it's probably just showing physics. And I don't know if there's going to be any destructible, you know, in items in the environment or things like that. There was also a new sword, which was the Radiant Sword. And this was the first silver plate, so you would need a hundred to get this. It's just a stronger version of the toy sword, looks a little bit different, but pretty much works the same way. You also got your first spell, which was Thunderbolt, and that had a very nice sound and animation. Okay, next we got to part three. Now in this one you were in a little town slash city sort of area, started off raining. There was a lot of stuff in here, and some weird things too. The weapons you get in this area, uh, you don't get any new weapons, but you do get two new spells, Meteor Rain and Raindrops. Meteor Rain was a bunch of glowing red balls that shot down from the sky and pretty much destroyed everything on my screen. Now, I don't know if the animation was just like this because you were Kid Noctis, but it was just balls uh, that jingled as they fell down so I don't know if when you're adult Noctis if it's going to actually shoot meteors from the sky so we'll see about that 
There was also Range Ops, which was similar to Meteor Rain, but it shot down almost knife-like blue blades from the sky in a certain area, wherever you threw Range Ops. Both of the spells were very bright, they were very active, there was a lot of stuff going on, and I really enjoyed that. Like I said before, I'm really interested to see these full spells in the game uh, once it comes out. Now, the coolest thing about this area is you actually get to play as some of the enemies. So there's a creature plate, and you could step on this and change it to one of three creatures. At least, I only got three creatures, but I didn't stay there forever to keep jumping on it. So you get to play as a, a large deer-slash-giraffe-type animal, which has huge horns. You also get to play as one of those buffalo enemies that you saw in the first demo, and you also get to play as a alligator creature. Now... You can't really do much with these guys. You can walk around, kill some enemies with their attacks. Uh, but other than that, they don't really do much. I'm guessing this is just showing off, you know, how the enemies play. I doubt you'll be able to actually play them in the full game. And then finally was Part 4. Now, Part 4 is more the full game adult Noctis. How you're going to fight, how you're going to use your spells, your weapons... So you turn into adult Noctis, you're still in the dream world, so you turn into adult Noctis and you have your full range of your controls. You have your evasion, you have your blocking, parrying, you warp. You get a cool, some cool new things in here. You get Child Arminger, which is one of your ultimate moves. That's the move where you summon all the different weapons around you and then you can dash towards them and quickly use each weapon one by one. There's also two secret items in this level. They're a little... They're not hard to get to, but you probably wouldn't even notice them unless you knew how to get there. From your starting point on top of the steps, if you look behind you, there'll be a tall building right behind you, which you can warp up. What you want to do is warp up all the way to the top in the middle section. Now, what you want to do after that is just press anywhere on the analog stick, which will knock you off and you'll go into a free fall mode. And once you're falling, you have to dash manually once forward. And by a manual dash, I mean don't look at a dash point and hold Y, which will warp you there. If you just press Y once, you'll do a manual dash. So fall down, manual dash once, and you'll see a little ledge. When you get close to that ledge, you manual dash back. And on here is where you'll need the gold plate. So the gold plate, like I said before, needs 250 crystals. If you don't have 250 crystals, you'll probably have to replay the demo if you want to try these out. The two weapons you get from here are the cross shuriken, which is a ranged weapon. You start off mostly with one shuriken, but throughout your combo you can take out two and throw it at the enemy. Uh, you also get the hero shield, which is a sword and shield combo, a little slower I'd say a mid-range weapon, so it's not as fast as a sword, but it's not as slow as your heavy weapon. There's only one enemy in this area, and that's the Iron Giant. It's pretty much just a large goliath with a giant sword. For me, it was a little bit difficult. I think it just takes a little bit getting used to the evasion and uh, knowing when to stop attacking, because you can't be mid-combo and then just expect to press X to dodge, because it it doesn't work like that. You have to notice their move patterns and get ready to dodge. The other cool thing was the parries. You get to try out the parries in here. And 
the best part about the parries is that each weapon has its own parry. So with the shurikens, you would block them and then, you know, knock them up and throw two shurikens at them. Or with the sword and shield, you block it with the shield and then rush towards them and stab them with the sword. It was really cool. And, you know, it'll be fun to see all the parries for all the different weapons once the full game comes out. Other than that, there's not really much to do in this area. You can keep summoning more Iron Giants if you want to keep fighting. Or uh, you can replenish your MP if you want to keep casting, trying out spells, things like that. So here, part 4 is really where you're going to want to keep playing combat if you want to keep playing. And once you're done, you go into the final portal and that's pretty much it. It'll go. There's a little video at the end. And you actually <laughs> you get to name the little creature. It doesn't really do anything, but, you know, gets you a little closer to them when, once you play the game. And so that's it for the first episode. Sorry if it was a little rough. I'll get better as time goes on. But like I said, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, whatever, I have multiple outlets you can reach me at. You can email me at fullinventorypodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet me at finventorycast. Check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash fullinventorypodcast. Or if Tumblr is more your style, I do have one set up over there at tumblr.com slash blog slash fullinventorypodcast. And finally, the music that you heard in this podcast was brought to you by DST. You can find his music over at dreade.com slash nosoap. Before we end the episode, I'm going to try and end each episode with a little fun fact either about the game I'm talking about or maybe just another fun fact that I find interesting. So let's keep this one Final Fantasy related. Biggs and Wedge are common recurring characters in the Final Fantasy games, and they're actually a running gag. They're named after the Star Wars characters Biggs Darklighter and Wedge Antilles, Luke Skywalker's Red Squadron wingmen in the original movie. It's actually revealed in Final Fantasy IV when they say that Biggs and Wedge were the two red-winged soldiers who questioned Cecil about the King of Baron's orders to raid the city. 